Are you a college student looking for better guidance on how to figure out your life after college? Maybe you are slowly looking at jobs, or maybe you are finally getting around to editing your resume, or maybe you are just getting anxiety awaiting for the question at the next big family dinner, what are you going to do after college? Yep, I've been there. That's why I created my career ebook guide to help guide you on the path to young adult life in your post-grad career. From custom resume templates, ways to improve your LinkedIn, cover letter examples, top interview questions, and so much more, it's all in my ebook guide, which you can find on my blog at emilyelizabeth.blog/shop. Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host, and thank you for tuning in today. On today's episode, I have a lovely guest uh, who is actually from my hometown, which is why I was super excited to interview her. As you guys probably can tell by now, I'm a huge advocate for small business owners, and I really feel like she embodies a realistic and practical approach to having your own business or your own gig, whatever you want to call it, while also having to have a nine to five job or something else that really brings in sustainable income. And I think even for myself, it can be hard to realize that other people do this as well because it's very easy to see on Instagram or on any kind of social media platform how other people are doing and you might think that someone is a blogger or you know you know having their own business and that's what they do full time in some cases that is but also in a lot of cases that isn't and even many photographers that I always thought did that full time they actually work in marketing or something else as their 9 to 5 so I think it's just so important to bring that aspect to light but a little bit more about Brittany today's guest she is the sole employee and of course owner of Hamilton Wax Company while while still working her full-time job as a senior digital designer. Her roles in the business are inventory manager, sales, ordering, package designer, customer service, shipping, and everything else that comes along with running a business. I can totally relate to Brittany on that because, well, I do the same thing for Elite Skatewear. So today's conversation is super unique and fun, and especially if you are a candle lover like myself, I love using candles all year round, and I'm sure you guys see it all over the Instagram feed. So with that being said, let's dive into today's episode. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I'm so stoked to dive into your story, especially because you are from Lancaster, my hometown, or I should rather say home county because I'm not in the heart of Lancaster, but um, definitely excited to just get into your background. So how about you share your story, share with the audience where you're from, you know, if you went to school, what you studied, um, that kind of thing. 
Sure. Well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, like I like you said, I'm from Lancaster. I'm actually originally from a small town called Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, which is about an hour outside of Lancaster. Um, I came to Lancaster to go to Pennsylvania College of Art and Design. Um, I studied graphic design there, and when I graduated, I immediately dove into the design world. Um, working at some internships at in-house places. Then I um, worked at some agencies. Um, I actually am still a full-time graphic designer working in an agency. Um, so Hamilton Wax Co. is my second full-time job. Um, but that being a graphic designer kind of inspired me to do something creative outside of my full-time day-to-day. Well, I want to dive into your full-time job and your full-time work. I know that is pretty common for a lot of people, especially when they have a new business, right? Like yourself. Um, Can you share how many years have you been working in this field? What really got you into graphic design? Um, So ever since I was a kid, I was into photography, um, took like literally all the art classes that I could possibly take in high school, (laughs) Um, thought I was going to go to school for photography um ended up I realized that I like hated shooting people and Mm -hmm. like I I don't know I just I preferred to like shoot like stills and like product photography and like landscape and stuff like that um and I feel like at the time that wasn't like a huge open path that you could take um so Mm -hmm. my senior year I kind of started getting more into the graphic design world um super last minute went to school for graphic design um fell in love with it Um, I've been working, I graduated college in 2014. Um, so I've been working in the graphic design industry since then. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think that my passion for like all the arts in general, um, photography and graphic design is kind of like what inspired me to start my business. I feel like I was starting to feel kind of, um, even early on feeling burnout, being tied to a desk 24 seven, um, eight hours a day, like windowless office. It was just like becoming really soul sucking to me already. And it like kind of terrified me that I was burning out so early on in my career. Um, So I really wanted to create a business of my own that I could fall back on if I had ever wanted to to leave the graphic design world. Um, Luckily, I'm in a job now that I do still love, but it, it almost makes it harder because I don't know when the right time is to make that step into Hamilton Wax Go. Mm. (laughs) so okay so you've been in this field for a few years now and obviously you love your job so I know you mentioned too that you started this business because you know with any office job that has no windows it's very soul-sucking right and I think a lot of us tend to explore that creative side or that other side of us that is kind of what we consider a hobby at first but what made you really like what was the turning point for you to turn Hamilton Wax into an actual business like why was it even candles right like I'm it's obviously very artsy and creative but like what was the tie or the correlation for you like oh this is the business for me Um, I think I started first thinking, what business can I do? Um, I feel like I make all of my hobbies into a job. Like I've been a second shooter for weddings and all of that, like, like the uh, entrepreneurial side of me takes over and I just like want to make it into like some kind of monetary value. Um, I've always been like that. I've always been a bit of a workaholic. Um, but I think I also just wanted to have something that was a bit more crafty so I could get off the computer at the end of the day and still have a creative outlet for myself. Um, 
but wasn't like staring at a screen 24 seven. Cause I, that's what I was really like getting burnout on. Um, so I, that in the back of my mind, had I had always like, since I was younger, wanted to try candle making. And I felt like at the time there wasn't like a lot of central Pennsylvania people with candle businesses. I feel like it's kind of blown up recently. Um, but at the time I felt like it was like a smaller type business that I could be successful with. Um, I was also super passionate and still am about like social media marketing and um, finding a creative outlet for my photography as well. So it was really appealing to me to be able to have my own business that I could hopefully eventually fully support myself and other um, employees, be able to work with my hands, doing a craft, do my photography for myself and for my business, learn social media marketing, make those connections. Um, basically the whole package of running a business. Of course, there's other things that aren't so glamorous, like the shipping and the customer service, which comes in into play. But the just like the creative side of the business in all is what I was really passionate about. So how have you been able to balance a full-time job and this business? I mean, especially with candles, right? I'm going to assume that that takes so much physical labor, right? Are, are you the one pouring the wax and everything like that I as am, well? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So how did you balance? I mean, I mean, obviously to right now, I'm assuming you work remotely for your full-time job, but were you working remote before? Or maybe, I don't know if you even are, that was just a out there <laughs> assumption, but um, I mean, I'm sure that's been hard to balance. Um, whenever I was at the, the past job that I wasn't super happy in, um, I was not working remote. I think we were able to take maybe like one remote day a week. Um, I believe it was like the end of 2017, shortly after I really started my business, I did transition into a new job that was fully remote. Um, so that's been a lot easier for me. So oh, if okay. I do have a slow day, I can just like pop down to my candle studio and like start a batch and finish it between meetings. Um, or like, I don't have that commute where I I'm like burn out by the end of the day and have to like sit in an hour's worth of traffic. I can literally go from like upstairs mm -hmm. to downstairs and start a batch of candles and I can make dinner and, and finish the candles. And, um, mm -hmm. I know that that's not going to last forever when I, um, run out of space in my home studio, which is very quickly happening. Um, but yeah, it is, it is tough. Um, luckily mm -hmm. with candles, there is like a busy season and a slower season. So I feel like um, between like September and December is just like mm -hmm. put my head down and start hustling for the holidays. Um, and the balance, mm -hmm. it doesn't always look so balanced. Sometimes it is like 50, 50, like full-time candles, full-time graphic design work. Um, but about this time of year, I can kind mm -hmm. of just slow down. Um, people have kind of like, fizzled out from the holiday spending. Um, so that's kind of my mindset, like 50, 50 on and mm -hmm. off, like hustle, 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 and then like relax for the first months of the year. Why do you feel like it is important, especially again, for those that could be curious about having something on the side with a full-time job? I feel like a a debate rather that I get a lot is this concept of if you want to be pursuing a business on your own, you have to go full speed at it, like completely, you know, put your focus there. I've always kind of argued on the opposite trend where I think there is a certain chapter of your life where it is actually valuable to do both or to have this external nine to five experience or whatever that may be. What is it for you personally? Like, why do you feel like it's been beneficial to have both 
a nine to five graphic design job as well as this, um, this candle business? Um, it's definitely going to be different for everyone. For me personally, I just need that safety net of knowing what my income is going to be. Um, and just like being able to reach those financial goals that I may have had to put on the back burner, had I, you know, gone full bore into the candle business right away. Um, but some people may be in a position that they can just like go all in on their business. And if, if that's what you're passionate about, I say, go for it. But for me, I'm, I'm a little bit of a control freak and I just, need to like know that I have that safety net. So I, I'd rather take my time and learn and make all the mistakes in my business early on, um, before I have to commit full time to it and have my like full income depend on that. I'd rather get all the kinks worked out, um, and fully know what I'm really doing. Cause a lot of it running a business is just like making it till you make it. Like I didn't know anything about wholesale selling or anything like that. I didn't know anything about like shipping or even like general customer service questions. Sometimes I'm, I'm just kind of figuring it out as I go. And for me, it's definitely, I'd, I'd rather have all those kinks worked out when I still have that safety net. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, does, or I guess, does your boss or has your boss ever expressed concern that you have a business on the side and that you work remote. So with that being said, it's kind of easy to assume that you could be working on your business rather than the nine to five job. Um, I'm not totally sure about my past job, what they thought. They seem to be pretty supportive. Um, but I, like I said, I left fairly quickly after my business. Um, but the company that I work for now is so wonderful. They're, they're very trusting as long as, you know, you're getting your work done on a timely manner and you're, you're present in your work. They don't really ask questions. Um, so I feel very fortunate. I, I do think that that could potentially be a problem in other positions. And all of my coworkers are my customers as well. And they're, they're always like posting photos or like little reviews in our Slack channel. So they're so supportive. I'm very lucky. I do want to pivot a little bit into your actual into the candle business specifically. You mentioned earlier about wholesale and that was something you had to learn. And I, you know, I'm familiar with getting into wholesale and building wholesale accounts and the process of that. Um, how has that journey been for you? Like, you know, what, what have you discovered along the way? Has that been the best um, avenue for income for the business or are you better like direct to consumer in terms of your reach? Like, I guess, give a little glimpse into kind of the operations and logistics of uh, the lovely creative candle business. <laughs> We're going into logistics, but it's so creative. <laughs> um, yeah. So I got very, there's a, there's a small boutique here in Lancaster. Um, that was my very first wholesale. She reached out to me um, and I made all of the mistakes that I could possibly make starting off. I, I didn't know that you didn't charge the sales tax directly to the stores that are doing the wholesaling. Um, so she kind of just like was gave me all the grace in the world and just like walked me through like, hey, this is how you do an invoice. This is how you do like um, sales tax and all of those things. So I'm so lucky that I had her to to stand by my side and kind of hold my hand through those first few steps. Um, but yes, I will say that wholesaling has definitely been the best route, um, especially just for like getting our name out there, um, just for expanding the reach. Um, obviously, the income is greater with um, direct to, to consumer um, sales, but that reach is a little bit slower growing just because it 
for one, it's candles. So people like to smell them before they buy them for the most part. So having them in stores gives the the customer the opportunity to actually smell them and be sure that that's what they want to spend their money on. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Um, this might, might be a handy tip too, for those who eventually ever start a business, get into wholesale. What was that sales tax tip that she told you about for those again, who are maybe eventually starting a business one day and get to this point. And I think that's like the biggest hurdle too. It's like, it's very hard to Google every single information about wholesale and how to do it. Like, I mean, they'll tell you the margins or the ideal margins. Right. Um, but I mean, for any aspiring entrepreneur, that is very, I would say just just such a hurdle to get over. And I think having someone actually personally walk you through it is very nice. So um, the sales tax thing, it's so funny. I learned that hard way too, but was curious if you could share that really quick. Sure, yeah. So as far as like charging for um, wholesale accounts, what I've learned is um, whatever your, your base, like as far as like, your supply, like all the things that you need to spend on supplies and your time making that, um, whatever that base rate is, double it for a wholesale and then double it again for retail. And that's kind of how you like actually make money as a business. Um, it, it like you, like you said, it is really tough because especially with like taxes and stuff like that, it's so different from state to state. Um, and also people want to charge you online for their information. That's probably not even true anyway. So you have to be really careful, like what sites that you're going to, um, but I didn't know going into it that you didn't charge sales tax to the your wholesale accounts. They handle that on their end. So she had to kind of walk me through that I shouldn't be charging her the sales tax, <laughs> that she would do it on her. Um, had no idea going into it. I was just kind of winging it. <laughs> I think it's funny too, though. I think that is the beauty of starting something for yourself is that there there could be a guidebook or or book that can teach you all of these things but ultimately it's just the the learning process that's where you're going to learn right the the failures if you will or just the when you, when you do something incorrect where you correct it there and i think that's what a lot of people don't see who are not in the business of entrepreneurship or in the business of doing something for themselves even like a podcast or starting a blog it's like you have to do it hands-on for yourself and then you make the mistakes and learn on your own. So I think, again, that's why I love talking about these raw stories of behind the scenes of how you started to build up because people don't get to hear it. People don't get to see it. They, they might come across your website three years from today and never realize that it took you from years prior to get to this point, you know, and learning that simple mistake of, oh, I don't charge the sales tax to the wholesale, right? Like things like that. So I think it's just always so pertinent for anyone who is curious about the journey of starting something for yourself for them to know it is such a long process of you know developing those skills but I was curious as well have you considered pursuing this business full-time like how do you have kind of a goal or kind of a maybe it's a financial point where you're like okay this is when I can take the business full-time and if so do you have any thoughts on it plus any advice for those like on how you would personally go about evaluating whether you can jump from your full-time job fully into your own business yeah so a lot of advice that I've um, read because I do do a ton of research on this I feel more comfortable knowing when the right time is to jump in full-time I think for me, I'm very much like a gut feeling type of person. I feel like I haven't quite got that gut feeling like now's the time to dive in. Um, 
like I said, I, I definitely like the safety net. So I don't feel like I've gotten the gut feeling yet that I, I have that safety net quite yet. I also feel like because I do do it out of my home right now that I would want to have um, like a more open space to grow into where I could employ people um, probably part time starting out because I don't think that I could fully handle everything on my own. Um, and I, I don't want to make people come over to my house while I'm working my full time job <laughs> to, to pour candles for me. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely something that I'm kind of like mapping out in my head. Um, I do want to do that in the future. I do want to do it full time. I think that um, employing other people that are really good at what they do, um, where they can support in things that I'm not good at and just let their um, their skills shine. That's like something I'm super passionate about. So um, as soon as I can start like setting those things into motion and feel like I do have that that safety net beyond my full-time job, I would I will definitely start making that those moves for sure. Okay, I want to dive into a couple more questions and probably more so on the personal side. Um, but do you have a specific morning or daily routine that you kind of go by to help you set up for your day? And again, I, especially with balancing, you know, your full-time job and your company, is there a structure that you try to go through that helps you or, or you have noticed that has helped you kind of have a good headspace going into your day? Yeah. So, um, I typically before COVID and kind of sporadically when gyms were open, um, I was very strict about getting up and going to the gym around 7 a.m., 7, 7.30 a.m. every single day. I feel like that just like made me super creative whenever I came home and like took a shower and then I was like ready to start my day around 9 a.m. Um, it's been a little bit tougher because gyms have been closed or, you know, they've, they've been open sporadically. So I feel like I'm really out of my routine right now. Um, but yeah, I think just like getting any kind of physical activity done first thing in the morning has been super helpful for me. Um, taking a hot shower when I get home, starting my coffee and then just like really diving into, to the day's work. Um, as far as transitioning between my full-time job and the candle business, I do try to take about an hour off in between the two. I feel like, um, just like most people have that commute that, have like an hour or so like wind down after their full-time job I feel like I kind of need that to like mentally transition for one from one to the other um so a lot of times um I'll make my dinner in between there or I'll take my dog for a walk um if the weather is nice enough which has been terrible right now but <laughs> we try to do that as much as possible um but yeah basically physical activity is like key for me mm-hmm what about advice for those who are also in the creative field? How can they test out like having a business on the side? And I guess I ask you because I think there's, again, so many different approaches to it. But what's been your personal approach to it when you were doing your or I mean, while you're doing your full time job, right? Like, how do you build time to first start out the testing point, right? Figuring it out. And then of course, now that you've developed the actual business, you just, now it's just the operations, but you know, how would you advise on going about to test it? And then also to, um, when you can, can you dive into, uh, the things, if anything, that you've had to sacrifice in order to be able to do both? Because like, I know myself, it's, it's a full day thing. You know, you don't have as much of a wind down time to watch Netflix or The Bachelor or whatever that may be. Um, a lot of what we do is very much 
from one job to the next, right? And it's ongoing, but I'm sure both of us enjoy it a lot. But I'm curious if you can dive into your advice for those who are also creative as well. And then your thoughts on the sacrifices you've had to make in order to do both. Yeah. So I think at least for me getting started um, early on, whenever you're like super passionate and you have this cool idea and you're like, you want to run with it. That's never the issue. It's whenever you're in it um, and you're doing like the operational stuff that isn't like super creative or you're just feeling burnout. That's whenever it's really hard to stick with it. Um, I find for me that if I just set really small goals for myself, like I'll pour like two batches of candles tonight. Um, that's all I'm expecting of myself by the time I get started, like it helps motivate me. And I'm like, Oh, this is, this isn't so bad. I know I'm feeling burnout and I'd rather watch the bachelorette, (laughs) um, or the bachelor. Like I totally rather do that. Um, but once I actually just like force myself to do this one small little goal, normally, like it's not so bad and I keep rolling with it. Same with like answering emails. Sometimes that's the hardest thing ever for me is to like get back to people just because it's like not creative and I'm on my computer all day for my full-time job so it's just like really draining and almost like intimidating to me to have to like craft sentences even if it's like super simple it's just like intimidating but for me it's just like sit down and just like knock out two emails for the evening and if you can do that then I feel like I like have achieved a goal but typically once I get started I'm like this is fine like this is not a hard thing so it's all mental for the most part you just have to like trick yourself into reaching a and achieving really small goals. And most of the time you'll achieve way more than you planned on. Um, But as far as sacrifices, I definitely have had to sacrifice a little bit of travel here and there. Um, I know that travel's kind of been shut down anyway, so it's made it a little bit easier, but especially during like the holiday season when it's really busy for me, I've definitely had to to kind of just hunker down and sacrifice travel because candle supplies do not travel well. Um, I kind of have to be here, um, for at least like four months straight to, to make sure that all of the orders are being fulfilled. Um, luckily I do have a a hand from some friends and family that can help me out in the pinch with like delivering orders and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so that's definitely been a big sacrifice. I try not to let it affect my family and friends time too much, um, I have tried to be really good about setting time aside that I I won't do business things like throughout the week, like usually like Tuesdays and Thursdays are my days to see friends, see family, like go out to dinner, go have some fun. Um, just setting those boundaries for myself are really important because like I said before, I'm a bit of a workaholic. So it's really easy for me to be like, no, I have too much to do. Like, I'm not going to see you this week or whatever. And then it becomes two, three, four weeks a month. Um, and it, it, it can become a little bit unhealthy. So just setting those boundaries are really important. Yeah. I like that you mentioned boundaries because I think that's something anyone that has had to adopt to remote work right now has had to learn how to set boundaries, even just within their own home, right? Like when to get up, go outside for a walk or something and just learning how to take certain days, maybe more heavily. Like I do, for example, I take my corporate job a little bit more heavy on like a Monday versus like Tuesdays and Thursdays. They're more designated for my entrepreneurial ventures. Um, But for your mentality of like what you've had to sacrifice, right? Traveling holidays, that's like your busy peak season. How do you frame it in your mind where you're like, this is so worth it for me? Because I think that's you know, with our, at least my generation, the younger, the young Gen Z, I'm, I'm millennial, but 
Gen Z very much. So it's, um, I find this trend where I think a lot of them kind of struggle with this concept of sacrifice and not being able to get everything they want at the immediate, um, you know, I guess like, what's the word, like the immediate gratitude or instant gratification with like social media, right? And I think, again, similar to you, a lot of people have to go through sacrifices like holiday time, four months straight, you know, head down grinding on the business. Um, How do you frame it so that it's worth it so that you don't have the quote FOMO where you see friends and family traveling and going to enjoy themselves and taking it easier during the holidays? How do you see that in your own mind? Um, I think for me, I'm very goal oriented. So I see the big picture of like, hey, maybe five years from now, if I work really hard right now, um, I can have employees within the next five years and I can travel for a month straight because I I have those people beside me to help me while I'm also supporting them and their livelihoods, um, which is kind of a win-win for me, like being able to support people with like fair wages is like such a big goal for me. but yeah, end goal is a huge thing for me. I, I started the business for sure with the the mentality of like, I don't want to be tied to a desk 40 hours plus a week. Um, so the ability in the future to be able to take a month off and still have income is like a huge like driver for me. So I think just having those like the big picture goals is really important. Yeah. And I think too, it's, it's so funny. We, we see other people being able to do that later on in life. And there's always so many people that go, wow, that must be so nice. Right. But you know, that's the thing. It's, it's so nice, but because you had put in so much dedication and sacrifice during the years that they were playing. Right. And I think I've always believed in this mentality of like, work now, play later. And I think there is a good chunk of the population that would rather like play now. And eventually they, their only option is like work later, right? Because they, you can't, you kind of have to put in the work to be able to reap the rewards and like reap the dividends of like whatever that work has been. So in your case, it's obviously putting in the hours for your business and your full-time job. Um, But I have one last question to kind of pivot. And it's something I ask every guest on this show, um, but kind of considering your story of this full-time job, graphic design, being a creative, and then, you know, grinding so hard at your your business, Hamilton Wax, um, out of everything you've experienced, what would you say ultimately fulfills you? Um, I think it's just the connections that I've made with people. I've built so many connections with other entrepreneurs, which is so amazing. Like, it brought me to this podcast with and to talk to you with another creative. And it's just so amazing. Um, I've learned so much. I, I've gotten to a point where people have come to me to, to learn from me, which is like so amazing and so, kind of crazy because I am still like figuring it out. But the fact that I can kind of pay it forward and help other people mm-hmm. and just build those connections have been so fulfilling. Um, and also just with like customers, like, hearing their stories in person sent is such an interesting thing that like it brings up like instant Mm -hmm. memories so just hearing like the stories of like the memories that my candles bring to people is like fascinating to me and it's so Mm -hmm. cool to build those connections 
<laughs> I couldn't agree more. I think um, connections and relationships, especially for myself as well, that I've built through this podcast and just through the community along the way, I think, especially during this time where we we have had to distance ourselves physically from people, I think we recognize how meaningful those relationships are and that we're all so excited to finally hopefully soon this year, get back to just meeting people in person frequently and getting to do those meaningful connections. So I'm glad you brought that up. I want you to share where can everyone find Hamilton Wax? Definitely promote your candles, promote your business, please, because this this crowd, especially on my podcast and myself too, I am a candle lover and I will definitely be hopping on your website after this. Um, But where can they find you? Let them know Instagram, the website, and maybe any, your favorite scent even, let them know. (laughs) Um, So I actually did just release my favorite scent of all time so far yesterday. Um, It's coconut husk. It's like a mix of coconut, vanilla, sandalwood, mahogany. So it's like kind of musky and masculine, but it has that like tropical coconut to it. It's like, gosh, perfect. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm super excited about that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, hamiltonwaxco.com is my website. And then just at hamiltonwaxco on all social media, um, trying to figure out TikTok. Um, (laughs) I feel like I'm, I'm only 28, but I feel like I'm still like a little bit too old for TikTok. So I'm like slowly getting in there. So I have a few um, reels. I don't even know if that's the right word for it, but (laughs) I have a few on there, Um, but it's Hamilton Wax Co on just about everything. Um, Yeah. So I love connecting through social media. I love Instagram. So I'm on there like all the time. So I would love to connect with everyone on there. Awesome. And I'll be sure to link all of that in the show notes so they can just go ahead to the links and get to your accounts there. But thank you again, Brittany, for joining me today. I loved hearing your story. I love the passion, the hustle. And of course, like I said earlier, being from Pennsylvania, my hometown, and you know, you get it. It's it's a different world where we're from. It's a lot of hard work and hustle. Um, but that's why I'm such an advocate for it. And I can't wait to continue to see your business grow. Thank you so much for having me. It was great talking to you. 